We are I. These Twitter files have been really interesting, and I don't know if you know, you've been paying attention to it very much, but you know, if you haven't, it's worth spending now, you know, maybe the half an hour, 45 minutes it'll, you know, um it'll take for you to go back to like Barry Weiss Twitter page and Substack or Matt Taibbi's Twitter page or Substack, um, Alex Berenson's Twitter page or Substack, um, Matthew Schumer's, uh, and uh, there's one other gentleman, uh, his Twitter substack too. But you can see, like, like really, like if you just go back to the original source and just go to Elon Musk's Twitter page and scroll down through all the other uh, posts, you can see because he's retweeted every single one of these, um, you know, Twitter files articles that have been wrote. But the one thing that you see and that you do know is something that that I seen and that I posted and I've talked a lot about that happened here in Canada where the Canadian military got caught at the beginning of COVID for running psychological operations on Canadian citizens in regards to the government COVID-19 narrative and message. Now that story never got any publicity. Like it never, it was never really brought to like the national post, you know, publicized it, but it was never really talked about how crazy that is. Like this is something that we only we only allocate this kind of concept and mentality to um, totalitarian governments, communist governments, dictator governments. But it's happening here. And the one thing that we've learned through the Twitter files is that it's it's also rampant in the United States too. You know from. The FBI knowing that the Hunter Biden story is about to come out. So they go to all these social media platforms and tell them that this is going to be Russian disinformation. And we've learned that, you know, Twitter is like, we can't find any evidence of this at all. But the FBI just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until they forced the Twitter executives to be able to change their opinion and start, you know, um, demoting those posts and, you know, banning and shadow banning those posts. You know, but we've also realized it now, you know, like with all this Russian disinformation campaigns, you know, and all that narrative that's been out there the whole time in the United States, ever since, you know, Trump became an office that we now know that there's, there's democratically elected Democrats, you know, I think there was three or four of them in the United States that knew and there's email exchanges now knew that they were lying when they said Russian disinformation because they were quoted by saying, well, I hope that somebody knows the the root of this and that this one gentleman, hopefully he knows, but like they never actually looked into it, but they very publicly promoted this. And then again, you have the FBI and the White House pressuring you know, institutions like Twitter to saying, you know, like this is 
all Russian linked. It's Russian bots. It's, you know, these hashtags that are climbing up in the trending category or because of Russian bots. And you have these Twitter analysts and executives going back and saying, no, it's actually very organic. These are just, you know, popular Twitter accounts of everyday people retweeting this and tweeting this hashtag. And it's gaining trending status because of that. There's absolutely no evidence of Russian bots or Russian disinformation. But yet, mainstream media and these, you know, political officials, you know, now you have these institutional arms of policing saying that it is, even though they know that there's no actual evidence and all the evidence is to the contrary. And we have this now because we get to see and open source these email exchanges, the actual emails between people. It's not just, you know, hypothetical conspiracy theory. There's the actual evidence of all of this. You know, you have all of the whole COVID narrative of how they squashed the hashtags or demoted the posts of, you know, air quotes, vaccine hesitancy, or, you know, showing that natural immunity is more robust than these vaccines. They, they pushed all of that down. Because again, at the beginning, they didn't believe that there was anything wrong with this breaking any Twitter's policies, but because of the enormous amount of pressure by the White House and the FBI, that is the narrative that got spun. And I highlight this because if you think that this is isolated just to the United States, it's not. Because again, even if Canada wasn't putting that same pressure on these institutions like Twitter and Facebook and all these kind of things, you can't sit there and deny that even if they weren't talking to their counterparts in the United States, like, you know, Justin Trudeau talking to Joe Biden or Justin Trudeau's office talking to Joe Biden's office, whatever that situation may look like, even if that didn't happen, the same result is going to happen worldwide because these social media institutions are worldwide. So you have these American entities of the government meddling in private business, which they're not supposed to. It's illegal for them to do this. They're legally not allowed to be able to do this. But then you have them not only adding an exorbitant amount of pressure, but even when you have these institutions saying to political officials and government officials and you know government institutions in the arm of policing, even when you have the pushback of that saying that this actually isn't true, what you're saying is lying. You were intentionally lying. You were intentionally misleading people that they didn't even care. And this goes to show you how disgusting politics is. This goes to show you how deeply, incestuously corrupt that our major institutions have become because they don't even care. They don't even care about lying anymore because they're so used to getting away with it. And hopefully the benefit of all these Twitter files is that there's actually some fundamental change because the lying, the depth of the lying, the depth of the coercion, the depth of the misleading information. And you have all of these people who've been crying for censorship and to have, you know, truth committees and, you know, social media post, you know, fact checking entities. All of these people are the ones who have been, have been misleading the public. And that should be of absolutely no surprise to anybody. 
absolutely no surprise. Because the people who are saying they're out and, you know, saying that this isn't right, this is wrong, this, these are lies, like this is, this is not true. This, this narrative that's being pumped out there is not true. Those voices have been silent where they can't even form these committees in an abundant nature, but they are. The voice is very minimal because the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And you have these people who don't care about manipulating and don't care about lying. But the one thing that I feel like that we can always rely upon is that the truth shall prevail. But the problem with this is, is even when the truth prevails, what are we going to do with it? Because it's in your hands now. The truth is in your hands now, and you have to make a fundamental decision about whether or not you go down the road of ignorant disbelief that these institutions won't do this or accept that they are and demand change. You are seeing massive, massive, massive protests worldwide, you know, from the Netherlands to France to Australia, to Brazil, through the United States, through Canada. You're seeing these massive, massive protests because people have had enough. It's enough. These people have fucked with our lives and they lie and they manipulate and they steal and they just, they know no end. And people are starting to understand that. This is the beautiful part about the Twitter files and what Elon Musk is doing. And he's just... He's repeatedly said, transparency is needed. The, the amount of lies and corruption is overwhelming. And he has seen it on a level that we will never truly understand. But we are starting to. Because he's given us the conduit to truth. And are, are you willing to be able to Allow yourself to have an open mind enough to be able to accept what is going on and what has happened. So I encourage you. It's worth your time, everybody, no matter how busy you think you are, every single person has the time to spend 45 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour going through. It's not a lot. You just, you can go through the 40 or less, very short one sentence Twitter posts that just capture the narrative. Or if you want a more in depth and robust understanding, you can go to their Substacks and see the full write up. But it's worth it. It's worth traveling down that road. So the question of the day is do you, do you want to stay willfully ignorant? And not believe that all this actually is going on? Or do you just want to accept the truth that it is so we can start working on correcting and implementing some actual, real, tangible change? Mm-hmm.